All right, guys, here we go. Nord East podcast, huge episode. We are back in person together for the first time in a long time. Nature is healing. We start the summer of Star Wars. We got all kinds of shows. We talk Loki. Here we go. Nord East podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Wow. Unbelievable. I'm wow. looking at you guys. We're in a room. We're in a room. It's been a while. It's been a long time. We all look a lot worse. Uh, For sure. But Me our especially. friendship is stronger than ever. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Committed to the pod. We're here. We're ready to go. We are. All right, guys. Before we dive into this amazing episode of the podcast, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you get your favorite podcasts from. Get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Thank you. I like that I've said for free like 400 straight episodes. Like, of course, it's free. No <laughs> podcast costs money. But that's the bit. Yeah, it's yeah, the bit. You but you got to commit to well, the we bit. Also, we also stopped doing the, uh, you know, we talked to the shareholders. Yeah. Turns out we'll be able to give you guys, you know, another 365 days for free. I mean, if we didn't have a free podcast, that would be such a ripoff. We wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> Dude, we'd have have like five followers. Yeah, five I, hey, man. loyal listeners who paid the two dollars and even they and, and even they hate it yeah like, they, like, they, they, just, <laughs> they just don't want to tell you that they don't want to pay the five bucks anymore right. yeah. screw this friendship um all right guys we are drinking a fun beer what are we drinking today all right we are at our friend's falling knife and they did something up with ology which i don't know where that is or who they are but um this is a it's called rational gaze double dry hopped hazy double ipa um what do you guys think of this one it sure looks beautiful in the glass it's a little pulpy like it tastes kind of pulpy to me yeah. like like, but it's good. This isn't maybe my favorite of theirs, to be honest. I really it's like this kind one. Of, to me, it's like a little chalky, and then it's kind of doesn't have like huge hit of flavor. But I don't know. I like it. I like this one. This one is straight silk. It's, mm. Hey, there we go. Bringing mm-hmm. all the the hits back. Yeah, I think it's good. It's a. I'd rather this be like a seven percent beer than an almost nine. Is that know. what it is? Yeah, it's eight point nine percent. Oh like, lord. Well, yeah, maybe that's what I was actually tasting, and I'm kind of like. Didn't know it was that high. Well, if it's 9%, then maybe it is pretty good. I think this is a good beer. All right, guys. Time to move on. Do we care? All right. Do we care? Haven't had a do we care in person in some time, but here we go. The State Fair is back. Fully back. Like normal State Fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I, for one, am going to go. I'll probably go twice. It's going to be awesome. And Eric, you might even have to go just to to have fun with it. Nah. I mean, I could be talked into going like if we like if we went together and we went at like seven o'clock at night or something like that. Yeah. And, and you mostly was, just hang out in like the beer garden. And it was and just stuff. a limited time where we went and drank like four beers and like stopped at like three food stands or four food stands or five food stands. And that was it. And most of the mutants are gone by then. All I really want to do, though, <laughs> is oh, how about this? I'll go. I'll go to the state fair for but, five hours. Okay? We, but we have to be with you. But James has to go in the haunted house with me. Oh no! <laughs> wow, I'm gonna have to consider that one. I don't like being stressed out like that, bro. Uh, <laughs> do we care? I mean, I care because I care about all of our listeners and all the mutants out there who have nothing else to do. <laughs> what about the people that camp? I think we should get a camper and camp people right camp? on the grounds. Yes, you camp no. and you go every single day for the whole amount that's of the fair. Disgusting. Yes, that's that's. I'm that's, not sure there's showers or anything. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a little much. I, I'm definitely a step back from that. Where like I like to go one time, like you described, and then one time we bring the kids. Yeah, that's perfect. It's a, it's a, it's perfect. It's a great time. All right, I care. You care. We all care. Yeah. Okay. Next up, Lord of the Rings anime prequel. Yeah, I'm not really sure about this. 
um, it would probably look amazing. I mean, if you're into animation, like it's, it's a cool thing to animate. It's with like a like a real studio. Like this is going to be like a theatrical release. Yeah, as well. It's like Warner Brothers doing something big. Yeah, so it's. It, uh, I'm guessing it's going to focus focus on like King Theoden and the battle for the Rohirrim. Um, you know, all the horse riders. Okay. Um, from the second one. And Are they the just one. straight up men? Are they some of the men? Yes. Okay. Yes. There's like a couple clans of, of just humans. Right. And they are part of that. All right. They are the world of men that betrayed everyone, you know, to get the rings, you know, and they got distributed Fuck and all that stuff. Dudes. Yeah. So, <clears throat> well, and they're the ones that were supposed to escort the ring back um, and keep it safe. But the one guy that, uh, Isildur, you know, that cut Ooh. the ring off of Sauron's hand, he kept, kept it, it and then like used it for evil purposes and then it ended up in the river or whatever it's fucking rings man yeah well i'm i mean i will i'm not gonna pay to watch it if it's on a streaming service i will 100 percent turn it on yeah and i will watch 20 minutes and if i love it i love it i don't i don't always love anime you know what i mean it's not like it's right. like it doesn't it's actually usually a negative for me it's like i'll watch it despite of that instead of some people that are like it's anime i'll probably like it you know that's just right. not me but yeah I'm into it, dude. It's cool source material. Like, let's go. I think you summed that up perfectly. I'm in the same boat. I care slightly because I love the content, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd love that format. I don't care. Of course not. But let me, hear me out. I have a positive take oh, on okay. it. Oh, okay. I don't care because I don't really care about Lord of the Rings, but I like that they're doing this because this is the cheapest way to build uh, canon, right? So Star Wars has yeah, done this. Yeah, see Wars, comma, clone. Yeah, so like, so like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Star Wars has now spent a ton of time building these episodes to, you know, build up and deepen people's understanding of the universe and the story. And they've told side stories, they've built up new characters and you don't really have to watch it, but if you do, you'll, it will only enhance your knowledge of everything. And so I think it's, it's a cool thing. Well, then if you're going to expand the, like, you know, the, the entire world through feature films or, you know, TV series like Amazon's doing, it's a great trial run for characters. Probably why Ahsoka Tano got put into the Mandalorian, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, where it's a character where like, wow, this really works. Yeah. This will translate very easily, you know, let's to give her live a action. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, let's go on a little uh, superhero kick with some news here. Kevin Bacon to play the villain in the new Toxic Avengers. Is that what it's called? <sighs> Toxic Avenger. He's one dude. Um, this was like a big cult movie in the late 80s. Yeah. This isn't a superhero thing. It is. Kind of. Yeah. He, is a he superhero. has nothing to do with Marvel, though. No, no. no. It's its own. Oh, it's, it's its own thing. This whole time, I thought it was a Marvel thing. And I think it's—I don't even think it was a comic book, right? I think it was like truly a one-off movie. I, I'm, honestly, somebody could have been have like a graphic novel, or something me. like that. If I'd, you're listening, yeah. hit the DMs because I'm sure I'm wrong here. But um, I mean, from what I understand, it's a pretty cheesy movie that really got a big cult following, and they're remaking it with um, Tyrion Lannister. What's that dude's name again? Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, I think, is going to be the Toxic Adventure. Although, the Toxic like, Adventure in yeah. a suit. I mean, obviously, he's not a super short man. He's like a big, hulking, like, green, toxic, goo, ugly guy. Yeah. Um, and I think it was like a hard R-rated movie, so I think this one will be as well, which is, I mean, that's appealing. Wow. I that's really cool. I really butchered this entire thing. Yeah, but thing. that's okay. You introduced it, and now we can... Honestly, we're not doing a great job uh, either. I was like, dang, guys, here we go, into Marvel news. You said superhero news, and it is a superhero. <laughs> you, said, is. you said superhero news. That, that qualifies. Yeah. Um, I don't care about this because i think it's gonna be pretty bad i won't watch this well you will if it turns out to be good it and won't. we all tell you it it's won't good. turn out to be good okay well that's yeah probably not 
has Dinklage jumped jumped the shark a little bit then? If he's taking roles like this in a movie that's going to be pretty bad, I don't know. I mean, I, he pops up and stuff. I don't know what's. He, I can't really think of what he's done lately. Yeah, a Netflix movie. Yeah, I don't remember. When though. we know his entire story, he's not going to like jump back into some more Game of Thrones stuff. Like, right, we saw him do everything. So anyway, um, yeah, um, I don't care. Okay, cool. Moving on. Here we go. Uh, new Aquaman movie comes out December sixteenth, twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's called like Aquaman: The Lost City or okay. something. Which is like, isn't that just sort of redundant That's because Atlantis is already like the lostest city there ever was? Anyway. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't realize it was this far along, honestly. I mm-hmm. didn't, th- I don't think I finished the first one. Really? Oh, I pre- really it was enjoyed good. it. It was pretty good. It was, a fun I mean, little, it was a fun little ride. Yeah. It was like a well-paced, like fun movie, everything else about it. And it looked great. Okay. Everything about it, especially the soundtrack. Visually striking, it was very beautiful. And acting was trash, and the dialogue was bad. But everything else was, like, really fun. Like, it was... I'm not going to say it was a good movie. It was a very entertaining Here, movie. Here, here's the level of acting. Momoa was the best actor. Yeah, that's sad. Right. Um, but, dude, I mean, I, I care about this. I'm excited. I'll definitely watch the second one. Maybe Willem Dafoe was okay, too. But, yeah, between those two, Amber Heard was unbearable. Oh, my God. Is the, she bad? The bad guys were unbearable. Yeah. Anyway, but she's back. They're all back. I think it's cool. I care. I care. DC doesn't have a lot going for it. Let's at least give them credit for the things they got semi-right. The okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we have She-Hulk on Disney Plus casts Jamila Jamil. Correct. So you will remember her from such TV shows as The Good Place. And, and that's it. And that's, yeah, that's, that's it. That's all she's been so, in. I mean, she was great in that, I think. Everybody was really good. Yeah. Um, she's, she's beautiful, beautiful, charming, very charismatic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really care about She-Hulk, to you be will, honest. I, I hope so. You will. I don't think we know enough about it right now. Um, that's just they one got of their... like Tatiana Mazzolani. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's a big deal. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, we will care. We just don't care yet. So yeah. All right. Okay. Um, we have Elizabeth Olsen confirming no season two of Wandavision. Yeah, I don't think that's a huge surprise, right? Not a big surprise because season two of Wandavision will just happen in Doctor Strange, in the new Spider-Man movie, in the next few movies. Will be right. season two of Wandavision. It's going to yep. be integrated and sprinkled in throughout the next five films. Not so. saying that like if all this, if these TV shows go well, you know, in six years they don't make another one-off series with her in it. But there's no reason to j- jump off this. We know. She's going to be a big part of future movies, like you said, especially, you know, what is it called? M- Multiverse of Madness? Yes. Yeah, that'll be, she'll have a huge part in that. She yeah. will, like, star in it pretty and much. And that, I think, is actually why these series are so important to watch, because they're all, like, one-offs. It's not like they're just going to write something and try to leave it open-ended to keep making more and more money. It's like, no, dude, this is a puzzle piece, and it fits in where it belongs, and that's it. It's like you kind of need to watch it all. I could honestly see Falcon and the Winter Soldier only doing a TV series moving forward. That would be great. But actually. I think I think for characters as important as as Wanda is to the overall um, you know premise that they're trying to you know feed into, I think there's absolutely like you guys said, no reason to do another season. I don't mm-hmm. really think that Marvel's going to do two seasons of anything. To be honest with you, no, I don't think so. I think and why would they? They can just do so much. They have so much to pull. From. I'm not saying that those characters won't be in another season, but I don't think. I think every season is going to kind of stand on its own. Yeah. It's just like a mini series, like acting as a movie almost, mm-hmm. and they're going to just build story through these little mini series, which I think is great. So here is another uh, little mini series on Disney Plus. John Bernthal is going to be the punisher in a new punisher series does this move the needle for you guys it doesn't for me but i know i'll watch it right <laughs> uh did you yeah. watch the first one or the the netflix one didn't know about it 
Okay. Did he have his own show proper? Was there a Punisher series? Yeah. Okay, because I knew he popped they were, up. They were doing in Daredevil. Daredevil. Iron Fist. Oh, that one was unwatchable. Uh, Luke Cage. Yep. And Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones and The Punisher. Okay. That was their... Um, yeah, I didn't watch this because I thought all those shows were so boring. Boring. I was just like, wow, they're so dry and dark and moody and like nothing happens. Um, but I think, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see if this thing is going to be sort of that kind of push the line of PG-13 like the Netflix stuff did. Uh, there's nothing on Disney Plus right now that's like that. I think probably like the latest Star Wars movie or one of the darker Star Wars movies that is a PG-13 movie is probably as Close. hardcore as yeah. it gets closest to R. So this has to be more violent than that. I mean, he the Punisher is a character that his weapons are guns and he shoots people and kills them. And runs because, them over with his car. And yeah, I mean, he hangs them upside down by their feet and tortures, tortures them. them. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be like these are the worst people that the justice system can't touch. And so that's why you need a guy like the Punisher, right? So um, I don't know. I just can't really imagine this show living on Disney Plus. But I want Disney to like say like, all right, we're trying to do new stuff here. We're trying to get new properties. It's not all Toy Story anymore. Let's go big. It can be behind, behind like a, a wall, like you have a profile for your kids on Disney sure. Plus and one for yourself. So I say go for it, Disney. Fuck us up. I I care somehow. I do. I, I just don't. Care whatever they do, they, they yeah, they've been tr- like this character. They've been trying to make it like four different times. Yeah, it just doesn't. Did work. you like the Thomas Jane stuff? When I so I originally saw that in the theater actually. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. But then like when you watch it now, you're like, this it's is bad. bad. There's this like a couple really memorable bad. like cool action scenes for how brutal they were and yeah. stuff, but not good movies. Also, they've never yeah. made anything good with this character. No. So. Yeah, maybe I just don't care to be honest. I, I I'm sure I will at some point. But. I mean, of all the superhero characters we want to watch, Frank Castle is near the bottom. Yeah, for me, for sure. Okay, um, well, how about this? Do you care about Rob Zombie uh, to dig through the ditches and burn through the witches and make the monsters? <laughs> no, I... Oh, God. <laughs> Nothing... This is going to piss people off. He is so over-fucking-rated. Rob Zombie movies oh, are dude. so bad. As a rock star or as a director? Both. Both. Uh, I mean... Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> he has like three sweet songs between White Zombie and Rob Zombie combined, which is not good. So yeah, he's pretty bad. Uh, and I know like big horror people are really into his movies. They're so bad. Like I can't get through them. Like dude. House of a Thousand Corpses. They're all Snooze just fest. total cheese ball. Like, but like ultra violent, right? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, when the violence like looks is so nonstop and looks as stupid as it is, you just, you're, it doesn't take you, you're not into it at all. You're just like, well, they're in a room with a bunch of buckets of blood. It looks fun, I guess, but it's not a movie. Yeah, fair enough. I don't care. Don't care. I don't care this. about Rob Zombie or the monster. But, no, let's but move Dracula, on. sick song. It's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loved Banger. this song in like 98. If it came on and you were somewhere uh, where they could play it loud, you'd the, be like, Song's still pretty sick. Yeah, still crank it up. Good. Crank it up. Okay, uh, Brian Fuller to direct a new adaptation of Stephen King's Christine. Um, Will he, though? <laughs> yeah, that's the ultimate question. Yeah. Assuming this goes through. Brian Fuller, known for being fired from such things as... So he's like, I love Brian Fuller, I think, the idea of him. He made uh, one your... of my favorite shows, Hannibal, and then that got canceled. And then he tried to make American Gods... And he got fired from that, and then they just made it without him, and I don't even know if that's still going on. Yeah, I think he did um, a little bit of season one, but yeah, it got passed off to another showrunner. 
and mostly he just like he did like that uh, pushing daisies back in the day. I think that oh, yeah. was one of his. I think the guy is hella talented, but he just like he's a wild card man. Like he gets fired all the time or walks away for creative different reasons, you know. So we'll see if this even happens. But would you watch it if it if it did? Is this something that even? I don't know anything about the story, Christine. Yeah, I know. I at first I thought it was like part of the carry i think christine's a car i think it's a killer car now i could not care less yeah i think christine i honestly i think that's one of his weaker ones i've read like you know 25 of, of stephen king's books and I don't think I finished that one. I think I like got it from the library back in the way back in the day. All right. The only reason we brought this up is your Stephen King and Brian Fuller <laughs> Venn diagram kind of came if together. If I don't care, then nobody cares. Let's keep moving. Yep. Okay. Let's move on to something that I know you care about. That's a TED TV series coming to Peacock. Oh, really? So um, let's frame what TED is and who TED is if people don't remember. TED is the um, teddy bear, like the stoner teddy bear, friends with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Mark Wahlberg was in those movies. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, he won't be in this. Uh, although, oh, are you I'd, kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't what know what else, else he's, he's doing. doing. If Seth MacFarlane called him tomorrow, he'd be like, absolutely. Yeah. Ted 3, let's I'd, roll. I'd love to work with you, bro. Um, no, I don't care about this. I didn't. I thought the first movie was like kind of for shock value was funny, but I was also way younger when it came out. I think I probably, if I watch it now, I wouldn't necessarily think the same think it's funny it's pretty and then the ju- second pretty one juvenile. was really bad yeah like i don't think i finished it so i didn't think the first one was very funny no i like it, it was like it had everything that you thought would be great in a comedy and then it just wasn't I, it just had the one scene with like tom brady's jizz or something like that and everybody thought that was great don't remember that they were trying to cap like trying to sneak in and steal tom brady's jizz to like i don't know they had some big plan hmm. with it i think that's movie two the white the that white probably is the white trash <laughs> name girl scene where he was rattling them all off that was kind of funny my wife's name is jessica lynn so i really like that part <laughs> Je- well it was jesse lynn jesse lynn tammy lynn yeah yeah um yeah no, i don't care about this don't this care. is gonna suck not gonna watch it Okay, well, do you care about uh, a movie that's being made called The Shrink Next Door featuring Katherine Hahn, Will Ferrell, and Paul Rudd? I do. I do care about this. Dude, that's, I, they haven't, what, they have made some banger movies together, Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell, but not in a long time. If you told me that Will Ferrell was in any movie, I wouldn't be excited, but I love Paul Rudd. Okay, so that's what moves me I love Paul Rudd. If you gave me a choice, like if I was making my own movie that was a comedy and I got to pick any two people to be in it, I would pick Paul Rudd and Owen Wilson. Ooh, that that's is a, a good combo. combo. That's a good combo. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, this, this should be good. You know what's funny? It's based off a podcast, which is happening more and more often. A lot of shows being made out of, not. I mean, I don't think we're next in line for a, you know, a deal here, but... We uh, should be. You know who should call us? Brian Fuller. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll let him do whatever he wants. Full creative control. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think this should be good. We just don't know that much about it. We know basically the story if you wanted to go w- listen to the podcast. It's like one of them is a, is a therapist and the other one is like a really like, a, a, you know, a patient that needs a lot of help and they become good friends. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. It's just it's a comedy, you know, it'll come and go and we'll like it and then it'll go away. But Yeah, the Paul Rudd, Catherine Hahn really does pique my interest yeah. on that will ferrell not so much yeah that's true okay so uh next up one of the shows of the summer is on its way july 30th and that's going to be outer banks season two let's go we're I gonna let wait. you take this one i can't wait for this outer banks was like the sneaky good um crappy netflix show 
uh, that was just the most bingeable show uh, f- during the pandemic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was just one of my favorites. I loved it. I loved. Well, it was John such D. a. I didn't finish it, but like it was such a breath of fresh air after we went through like the Tiger King fiasco, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where we're like, oh my god, I need something that's like enjoyable to watch. Did you watch it? No, I watched the first like two or three episodes and got bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I finished it. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm gonna watch it. I can't wait for season two. It's going to be so over the top of just a bunch of not famous actors and actresses running around in, uh, you know, the The Outer Outer Banks Banks. in North Carolina and just, you know, having treasure hunts. What sort of level of uh, typhoon do you think is going to hit the Outer Banks this season? Like what what, what big weather event is is it going to be? Um, COVID. (laughs) COVID's going to hit. I think COVID is going to be part of it. It's going to happen during COVID, but nobody's going to care or even notice. No, they're going to have masks. masks. They're going to have masks. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, you you know about this? Yeah, that's what they said. They were recording with masks. So it's going to be like it's happening in the present. If I can't say these beautiful faces, these beautiful 27-year-old people playing 18-year-old people, then Playing 16-year-old. John B., 16-year-old, 27-year-old. He just learned to drive, and he's like definitely a 28-year-old man. (laughs) (laughs) Shave really well, okay, John B.? Yeah. We need that baby face. Yeah, so uh, I yeah. care. It's going to be fun. It's going to be one of the shows of the summer. It it will be a show in the summer. That's true. But uh, we'll watch it because uh, it's fun. We'll see. Also, Madeline Klein, who is Sarah Cameron, uh, John B's love interest. She makes a great pogue. One of the best pogues. Great pogue. Pogue life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madeline Klein is announced to be in Knives Out too, which isn't a joke. So she'll get her two and a half minutes of screen time because there's just not enough to split up. 97th cast announcing yeah that they've had yeah it's uh it's getting a little crazy at this point so do you care about this i don't care about any more announcements about knives out 2 i'm just gonna watch it when it comes out i think we're just doing it now because it's kind of funny like the every week another one trickles out that this person's gonna be in it yeah it's that or john wick yep they're just the biggest casts ever um, okay, so next up, we're moving to Hot Rex. The reason I was joking about it being the show of the summer is because the actual show of the summer actually dropped this like Ah, it's exciting, isn't it? And that was Loki. Wow. Loki, we won't... Let's, not, let's go spoiler-free. Yeah, yeah, let's do spoiler-free, for sure. So we'll go spoiler-free on Loki here, um, but we'll just give you our thoughts and just a few plot points that are just the basics of the show, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to start by saying I thought Loki... Episode one was one of the best pilot episodes of a TV series that I have ever seen. I agree. It felt <laughs> more like a movie to me than anything else Marvel has done so far on uh, on Disney Plus. Um, it it just felt fucking real. I mean, it had proper movie stars in it with Owen Wilson and and Tom Hiddleston, and it just grabbed me, man. I'm just I was on the edge of my seat. I was so it, they did so much explanation and so much world building, and it wasn't boring at all ever. This is what, like, visually, I think this is what Legion was trying to achieve. Yeah. But Marvel did it a hundred times, or, well, technically the same thing. But, like, this was a hundred times better. Like, mm-hmm. way cooler. I also love shows that, or or even movies for that matter, that, like, kind of set the scene for, like, five minutes. And then you're off to the races. Yeah. And they just, just go. And, like, we've given you enough. You'll figure out along the way with us. Just mm-hmm. Just buckle in, come along with us, and we're going to take you to a really magical place. And they did that. I liked it starting with a scene from uh, Endgame. Uh, yep. It was great. So it brings you back to why we're in this position in the first place. And then, I mean, I became a Tom Hiddleston fan in one episode. I was suddenly like, damn, Tom Hiddleston, what an actor. Yeah. It's like what I was thinking while I was watching it. Owen Wilson, so perfectly cast. Uh, a perfect choice. Yep. And just everything about this show, it was so different and weird. And I just... I thought they nailed it. I cannot wait for the next episode. And I would say at this point, it is 
significantly better at this point. Who knows how it will end? It could be terrible. Mm -hmm. But at this point, it's significantly better than Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision. Agreed. Well, WandaVision was boring until like episode three. I first loved two episodes of WandaVision was, were like... I loved WandaVision. I was so disappointed. Yeah. This was as good as anything WandaVision did. Right. And it was one episode. Agreed. Yeah. That's how good I thought this was. It's the title belt holder, and I don't know what is going to knock it off that throne for all of 2021. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll see. It's one episode. Um, you know, sometimes they do like a thing where they have, you know, all the flash and budget goes into the first episode and the last episode, and you kind of have these way more stripped down middle episodes. That happens. So it could take a step back, but but I didn't think the budget was that crazy in this. I mean, it was pretty much him walking around in a really cool set. Yeah, this but the set was the a set huge was in, and amazing and like that was expensive. It was for sure, but it also wasn't like there was some massive CG budget, mm-hmm. you know, where a lot of these shows and movies end up spending a lot of it. It wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't a violent episode. And so I don't think they even I thought it was just like cool sets, great writing and great act. Yeah. And I thought like just the scenes um, you know, between Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston were perfect. I mean, you saw it in the trailer. There's like an interview scene, right? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And it's just those two guys talking. Yep. And they really just hit a home run. I feel like with a lesser writer or just an average writer, you know, you got, okay, you got this big TVA, powerful bureaucratic organization, and you have your touch point there, which is this Agent Mobius, right? Wouldn't most writers write him like a huge asshole or like a really boring guy? Like their decision to cast Owen Wilson and have him be like a sweet and genuine kind of like i don't know just have him sort of play himself is so nice and refreshing it's it's like makes it fun you know yeah i i have very few complaints about that first episode yeah the length was perfect they used a little bit of exposition but they kind of had to but it was so well done and quick Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a lot of like long-winded like dialogue explaining things. Yeah, and they I, did it throughout, like sprinkled yeah. it all in, and it was almost like breadcrumbs. It was fun, and there were like very funny moments. Like it's a very serious moment for Loki, but it's hilarious to the audience. Yeah, right? it you was know? really funny. I thought it was funnier than anything I've seen in the other two series they've done so far. Like the "What's a fish?" line was just fucking hilarious. It was. Um, dude, I'm excited about the show. We are gonna be. I think it's only six episodes, though. It's kind of short, but it's fine. That's fine. It's just like it's just like what if you know? It's pretty much Marvel just being like, "Hey, we're dropping a movie. We're throwing it out over six weeks. Get Disney Plus. It's not even expensive. And we're like deal, and then we just eat it up." <laughs> it's perfect. And like the thing is, is that these shows are so critical to the story that they're telling that it's not like they're you know they used to be where they were on Netflix, right? They used to have the deal with Netflix mm-hmm. where they all their you know stuff that no one cared about was on there and it didn't really move the story ahead. These are like are like pushing the next things that they're gonna dive into, and I just think that's perfect. Also, I loved the um, the what's his name Mephisto teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, they're literally doing Come that on. just to fuck they're with you. Just, they're trolling. They're just they're trolling. giving you the middle finger yeah. at this point. Like they just are having all the fun in the yeah, world. Yeah, I thought it. about you as soon as they said that. Like yeah. I was, I laughed out loud I thinking. Like, well, about it, it kind of works too because if that was Loki, if it turns out that he has the big horns on his helmet, right? So you could see why the kid would be like, "It's the devil," you know, when right. really it was just him with his big horn helmet on. So, it, but I think we're in for a lot of twists and turns in this. Um, what we're seeing now is probably not what you know it's going to turn out that we're actually thinking it is so man I'm, I'm buckled in ready to go love it well are you buckled in like you've been buckled in for mr in between oh, 
What a show. And where can we watch it? So it's on, it's actually happening now. Um, it's on, it's an FX show. It's an Australian show that FX bought and it's on season three right now. And I just started season one, like this last week and I'm already like almost done with season two. It has been so fun. It's like, um, it's like Barry, but it might be funnier in some ways than Barry less absurd, like much more grounded and kind of gritty. Like your main character is this dude that you not only have never heard of, when you look at him, you're like, he should not be the lead man of anything of a show. He's just a weird looking dude. He literally is like, and looks like generic muscle. Like he, he's a a security guy for like a, a crime Lord. He is a hitman. He does like, he does the dirt, right? But he's got a code. He's got a family and you know, his, his friends like a fuck up and it's, it's, you know, super funny. Um, I think you guys are going to really like this show. Is there a no ho Hank? There is kind of a no ho Hank. All right. Yeah. I mean, almost, uh, that's like his, his fuck up friend, you know, is that, this better than Barry? Um, no, probably not. It's different though. Like, I think that they're, they're a and B. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't even have compared well, them. I think like, that's just really... watch it and see what you guys think. But I'm loving Mister In Between. Uh, it's it's an R-rated show. Like I don't know, FX can really get away with what they want on TV because this is pretty hardcore for. But it just it almost feels like Breaking Bad too, in that like they try to make like the crime world seem very believable. Sure. Um, and probably even Breaking Bad like pushed it, you know, with the head on the turtle and a lot of really pretty out there stuff. Well, they melted a body in like the first three episodes. Yeah, so. I mean, right. And there's just not that stuff. This is much more like I don't know. I don't want to give anything away, but it just feels like absolutely stuff that could happen and would happen. So right. yeah, it takes place in like Sydney. Um, you don't really need uh, subtitles on because you can understand them pretty well. Dude, this show's a wreck. Uh, Mystery in Between, it's on Hulu. So if you want to just go watch it, it's on Hulu right now. I love it. I'm, I'm psyched on it. I'm going to like be caught up to season three in like a week and a half. So that's pretty bingeable. Cool. Okay, um, Ryan, you watched Starstruck. Yes. What is this? Where can people watch? Okay, this is on HBO Max. This is a really quick watch. It's six episodes. Um, it's about this girl who is just sort of like meandering through life a little bit. Um, you know, works a couple jobs and doesn't really have direction, blah, blah, blah. Very flea baggy, if you want to, if, if I'm allowed to, to use it. that term. Um, and she meets um, a famous actor um, at a bar on New Year's and they're drunk and they hook up. And then it's just sort of like the tale of uh, what happens because the, the episode titles, which you'll see right away, it doesn't really give anything away, but it doesn't pick up like the next day. Like, there's some time in between mm-hmm. these interactions. So, like, a couple months go by. Oh, okay. And then they pick up the story. And then another, th- you know, two, three months go by. So, they're doing it by season. Like, uh, the seasons. Uh, oh. Like, fall, spring, summer kind of thing. Um, and so, it's kind of an interesting way to tell the story. Um, and it goes quick. They're, like, 23-minute Anybody I've seen in it? Oh, probably not. Yeah. But, like, it's really good. It's super dry, though. Like, it's very, like, witty and... It's not like overtly going to make you laugh. There's no laugh track, I take it. No, yeah. but like the lines go quick, um, and so you just gotta you gotta kind of keep up. But it, it's it's really well done. It's a really it's a it's a wreck for me. It's a solid wreck. How it's many an, hours is the whole season? Like it's six episodes of like twenty three minutes. Oh hell yeah! Each. I mean, you can you can bang this it's out. Like a movie. Yeah, it's great. It's a tight ninety. <laughs> if hey, you will. a tight ninety for a, a TV series. Yeah. All right, I'm on this one. I, there's there's nobody famous that I saw. But I think it's really good and really entertaining. Well, there's nobody you're going to recognize on Mr. In Between. I promise you that. These are all like local Australian and, actors that made this thing. You know, if um, you want a show with 
you know, your significant other, I think this would fit the bill very, very reasonably. Okay. All right. I'm into it. Starstruck? Starstruck. All right. All right. And it's couple, on, wait, you said HBO Max. HBO Max. Yep. Beautiful. A couple shows uh, that I've talked about many times that had some new seasons drop on Ooh. Netflix. Okay. So first up, Lupin. Had Lupin. five episode part one, and now it's, I believe, another five part, or five episode part two. And it is um, about, it's a French show about a Senegalese Frenchman who is like pretending to be this character, Arsene Lupin, the gentleman's thief. And I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I think a lot of people did. It was really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, it is in French. I'm sure you can listen to it in English as well. Uh, I I think it's an easy, fast, uh, really fun watch. Are you doing subs or dubs, my friend? Subs. Subs. That's what I, that's what I did too. I, I didn't quite kind of quit after three or four. There's only five. I know. And I still did. I'd probably just finish it. At yeah, that point. I think it's, I should. It's good enough. Um, it's a pretty simple, fun show. Uh, he Omar Sy is awesome. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a, a future star. Yeah, he's um, very charismatic. I did. I did want to find out what happened with the dad back in the day. So I should probably keep yeah. keep watching to at least find that out. It's just it's going to be such a quick watch that I think um, people should definitely dive into it. Uh, if subtitled shows are not your thing i guess skip it but i will tell you um if or dub you, it just turn the dubs on yeah throw the dubs on if need be um the dubs ruin the shows i don't like <laughs> why would people watch dubbed stuff I unless watched, that's your only option i watched but. dark season one dubbed and you argued and i was like this is the best show on tv you, you yeah ar- well you argued vehemently that the dubs were better than the subtitles and then i then i watched it with the subtitles and i was like nah just kidding yeah, it's way better. Well, it scares me when I, what I did was I turned on the dubs and the subtitles at the same time. I'm like, they're not even saying the same thing at yeah, all because yeah. it, it's just hard to translate, you know, and fit the word like the speaking words in the right For same sure. amount of time. So they change it a lot. The worst one was Money Heist because they speak so fast that mm. I was having a hard time keeping up. <laughs> with reading yeah (laughs) so then i just and the show isn't good enough for me to not watch it in spanish so yeah um yeah so lupin is back it's another little short mini series part two i think people should watch it i think think you'll knock out all five hours this week possibly Uh, it's a definite so it's a definite wreck in my opinion and then my other one season season seven of alone dropped on netflix what a show love alone i've talked about it so many times Uh season seven just dropped yep season seven yeah i'm like halfway through it it's great oh shit this is the million dollar hundred day challenge in the Arctic. These people are maniacs. I gotta watch that. It's so great because every time I watch it, I'm like, damn, why don't they just build themselves like a cabin? And now this year, like everybody has like a cabin. Really? And I'm like, well, I mean, they're like, they're like, it's like a hell of a shelter. Make, makeshift cabins. But. Yeah, but like they have like stone fireplaces and stuff. It just kills me when I'm like oh, these the people, people are incredible. Like spend all their time in their shelter and then it fucking burns down at night. Oh. And they there's nothing you can do in the middle of the night but call and get helicoptered like, out. Yep, You're done. Yeah, they come get me. God, what a show! I gotta watch. Remember it. the gal that I think I've talked about. First of all, Eric, I remember when the pandemic started and. Jimbo and I were watching Alone quite a bit, and then you got very frustrated with us, and you were like, "We can't, we can't spend this all this time talking about Alone on the podcast." <laughs> so and now good. you bring it up every week. Um, I just remember that one gal that like built like four houses. She had like a sauna, like three fire pits. She was hanging fish and drying, yes. and she's like, "Yeah, I'm done. I've gotten everything out of this I need." Yeah, <laughs> like what? 
there's like three of you left just hanging uh, in for like a week. But she didn't know. She had yeah. no idea how many people were left, too. But. Yeah, this one, you, you're you not even going against other people. You just have to make it for 100 days. And you get a million dollars if you do? It but must be that rough. But they're in the Arctic. and Because like, I, I felt like people made it past 100 days. No, I don't think anyone's ever made it to 100 days. Oh, you're right. Because that is, yeah, that's they make long, it like two and a half months. Because they always then... start you in like probably like the beginning of November or late October. Right. Yep. Late, so, late fall. The first few weeks, the winter are like comes in, sort of forces cold. people out, so they don't have to be the, in production forever. But the winter comes in, and then the winter means it's hard to fish because the fish go deeper. It's the and animals aren't there. Yeah. There's no veg- vegetation. I mean, they just end up like wasting away. And so it's like them trying to collect food and build the shelter in enough time to get ready is really interesting. So. <sighs> I'm on it, dude. That's what a, a show. that is a hot wreck, what my friend. What a show! And the whole thing dropped. Yeah, okay. the whole thing. It's I, ne- you said it's Netflix. Yeah, okay. It's just it's a great show. And this season is a show seven. like you don't have to watch any of the other seasons. No, just no. Pick, just pick no. it up, turn it on, and Start you'll have fun. On any season, yeah. like, who cares? It's great, and the people are just maniacs. And like, it, it can, there can be things that are hard to watch. Like mm-hmm. bad things happen. Like I'll just tell you one thing that happened in this one. Don't. No, it's just it's I interesting it. enough to tell them. <laughs> this dude is standing there in the Arctic. It's pretty cold out, and he goes, "Hmm, a fly. This is weird." And then the fly flies directly into his ear and gets stuck what <laughs> i didn't even know that was possible like i well, was looking for a warm place i was watching like in horror like oh my gosh what is gonna happen to this guy like it was such dramatic television and it just like wasn't that important it was crazy <laughs> holy shit he's just standing there and he literally is like oh fly and then it just flew directly into his ear and then he like couldn't get it out Oh, my God. Yeah. I got to watch. Okay. Finally, we have a new segment. It's called Barter's Bad 80s Movie Review. Here oh, yeah. Go. Oh, baby. Okay. Well, I was perusing, uh, I don't know. I think it was HBO Max. Okay. And I was like, huh, Under Siege. I haven't watched this movie for 30 years. Yeah. Let's see if it's any good. So let's set the scene. I'm not going to go super deep into this, but let's talk about Steven Seagal, Erica Aliniak who is a Playboy Playmate okay. from back... I want to say this is probably early 90s, but maybe it's late 80s, early 90s. I don't care. Gary Busey. Oh, all right. Tommy Lee Jones. And a handful of other like characters that were like mainstays in 80s, 90s action flicks. Like, there's a guy that was in... Um, oh, my God. Eh, anyway, there, there's a couple guys where you're like, ah, oh, that, that's, that that, that's a fringe guy. I've seen him He on, got on hit with things. a rocket launcher yeah. in this movie. Right, yeah. right. Um... So Steven Seagal is a cook on the USS Missouri battleship. Okay. And um, obviously Gary Busey and Tommy Lee Jones come and take over the ship during the captain's... Uh, the captain of the ship is also like a f- captain that's been in like a million, you know, different war movies. And Tommy Lee Jones was like a former military, like high-ranking military guy that right. got like jaded, right? And was pretending to be like a part of this music group that infiltrated the boat and then they took over everything and they were going to steal the nuclear warheads, right? Okay. Man, oh man. The action scenes were actually pretty decent, but everything else is awful and tropey. Yeah. But it made me, like Steven Seagal's lines like made me laugh out loud like multiple times. Like the stuff that they're trying to have him say and be serious. Um, the, the gal, uh, I forget her name in the show, um, was supposed to be, she was like, you know, a, a dancer and she was going to pop out of the cake topless for the captain's birthday, right? Ten minutes later, she's in like Navy SEAL gear with like a bandana and she's got an assault rifle and she's like reloading the gun. Like, and they never explained like, no. why she knows all that stuff? No, she, she doesn't. But like <laughs> Steven Seagal like trained her in like five minutes, like showed her how to like 
And it was like, and then all of a sudden she's like giving orders to other Navy like midshipmen of like, <laughs> go down that hall, you know, and like, and I'm just like what? <laughs> okay. So Aren't yeah. The cake lady. All right. Yeah. So chef, chef Ryback, they keep calling him chef throughout like the movie to kind of like degrade I, him. I kind of like that. Obviously ends up, you know, getting the ship back. But man, if you want an hour and 40 minutes of Steven Seagal's best movie. Right. It's kind of a wreck. Like, really? It's kind of fun to watch. Like, it's bad. I, I'm not going to tell you, but like, so is Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Like, Top Gun is actually like a terrible movie. And right. Tom, Tom Cruise's character might be gay. In the, <laughs> or at least, at, oh, at yeah. least bisexual. Oh, he liked all bodies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's kind of weird. Um, but like, overall, it was, it was fun. Like, Tommy Lee Jones is good. Like he's he's a very captivating sure. actor and, and believable in this. Um, it's obviously late eighties, early nineties action, so it's pretty bad in that regard. Um, you know, like it's 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 got to have like a a guy being shot like in slow motion with like mm. a machine gun, you know, and falling backwards and all that stuff. A lot of shoulder shaking. Boom, bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Yep, the blood packets like under the shirt and stuff. So um, overall, the shoulder shaking is so great. Yep, you know what I'm talking. You about. You know that's in there. So um, <laughs> overall, I would say like. If you're bored or like you're sick or you just want to like fall asleep to like watching a movie, <laughs> Under Siege is kind of like right in that wheelhouse. So this is his best movie. How quickly do you think we could rank like the other guys kicking ass at this time? Because I mean, you got Sly, Arnold, and I feel like at the time I would have been like, oh yeah, Steven Seagal's right up there with those guys. Like, oh, he, he was, was such a huge deal at the time. B- big deal. I yeah. mean, he, he was, and he was cranking out movies left and right. Right. You know, Mark for Death. Um, I don't remember the other ones now. They're all so bad, really. B- but blank for blank. You know, like that was like the the movie motif for that. But Under Siege, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Not great. Not not really good. Not good. <laughs> not okay. But not bad. Not bad. Yeah. All right, man. I might. I if I watch it, I'll certainly text you. How about that? And I will say, like, there there's the new features on like a lot of streaming services, which is the fast forward 15 seconds, where you can just kind of like skip. Like, I know I don't need to hear this. Like, I'm just gonna go ahead. You could do that, and you can knock this movie out in an hour. <laughs> easily by skipping 25 yeah, to 30 minutes easy. of it you don't need the dialogue like no. who cares all right man well done on the the 80s 80s rack and this isn't gonna be an every week thing right but every every once in a while if i get wild hair and I've, i see a like a late 80s early 90s movie i'll throw it on and let you guys know okay god bless john williams all right guys oh, here we go it is the beginning of the Summer of Star Wars. Summer of Star Wars, baby. So exciting. It won't be as violent as the Summer of Sam, but it, the Summer of Star Wars should be fun. It should be better than that was. All right, so I do think it's really funny that we got word this week that you guys can't hear the music that I've been playing for like the past year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you guys at? It took him this long to be like, yeah, we can sort of hear music is happening somewhere, but it's mostly dead air. That's so <laughs> wild that no one has mentioned this. And that, I think that was a remote... You know, that was us recording on our damn laptops uh, for so long. But yeah, so we're back. We're back together. Summer of Star Wars. I'm excited, man. Let's get into it. Dude, is that John Williams theme just not like do everything for you? Like it's perfect. (sighs) You know, and there was some original like music in this movie and I loved it. Like, is it, is it, what was the stuff they were playing when uh, Maul was fighting the the two Jedi? I think it was a variation or something. God, that was cool. What a moment. The Battle of the Fates? Maybe. Is that what that was called? I think that it was no, maybe. No, don't, they... don't, the nerds are going to at me. Hey, I, what's I, the, yeah, what's like the Jedi theme song? Dun, 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 dun. That was literally Marvel. No, it's that not. Was... 
Well, that's, that's the rebel oh, theme. That's the rebel theme that song. That song is the I best think, I think Yeah, yeah. I think you're thinking of the Imperial Death March. No, no. no he did it right. He got it right. I had it. No, 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 no. no. I like the other one better. Oh, oh, you're saying the Jedi. Sorry, I was thinking yeah. the Sith. My fault. My fault. The Jedi song is like the best one in Star Wars. So good. So good. This movie? Well, we'll get into it. Okay, this movie... Um, so we watched what? Phantom Menace, episode Phantom one, baby. Phantom Menace. Came out in 1999. Do you guys remember the hype around this thing? I was 11 when years Star old. Star Wars was coming back. I was 11 years old and I wasn't a Star Wars fan. Okay. But so I did see care. this But I did see this in theater. But it was everywhere. But I didn't really care and um, I didn't really like it then and I, I don't really like it now. Oh, I loved it then. Yeah, I really loved it. Um, all the problems I see now, I didn't see at the time. I just, I was a kid, right? And it's, the stuff that I don't like now is probably like just pandering to children. And that's okay. You know, it's fine. Uh, but I loved it then and I still really enjoy it now. So it starts out with um, a bunch of racism. Wow. The racism in this movie was... kind of crazy. Kind of everywhere. Yeah, like the, like, bad Japanese accent. Oh. Like, I mean, the trade guys oh. are... So- <laughs> oh, boy. Also, why do the trade guys speak English? Oh. But just speak their native language, yeah, and whatever I, that may be, which I guess is uh, Japanese from Earth. Just make make corrupt Japanese businessmen aliens. Yeah, we're not a good look. Yeah, it gets worse when you get into Misa Jar Jar. So, oh. uh, and that wasn't. Oh my god! Did they also give the Trade Federation guys like? kind of narrow eyes too Uh, i didn't like it yeah it was not no they kind of had big bug eyes didn't they i don't know is Um, that better i don't know they're angled (laughs) but they're big it was this was a bad look so it starts with them and it starts with um two jedi obi-wan kenobi qui-gon jinn showing up to have talks with them but instantly it's like an ambush negotiations let me just let me just set the true scene i I wrote a note here okay 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 this is in the crawl this is the second line of the crawl when everybody's been waiting for Star Wars to come back. The taxation of trade routes to outlying star systems is in dispute. <laughs> really? <laughs> this is going to be about tr- about taxing and trade. Okay. And it was. It absolutely stuck with that. Yes. Um, so the beginning, though, is pretty cool as there's like an ambush. There's gas. There's a bunch of droids that they have to fight. And them cutting through doors with their lightsabers and cutting down a bunch of robots was kind of cool. You know what was so interesting about that? part every time i watch this movie i'm shocked at how fast they like cartoons skedaddle out of there when they see those destroyers i've never seen jedi move that fast in any other movie animated or otherwise they like literally disappear how fast they they scoot out of there did you notice that they're like zip and they're gone and then they like the the destroyers turn the corner and they're like 400 yards down the hallway yeah like oh wow i okay so this scene was like kind of cool it would like showed off the lightsaber stuff everyone had been waiting for that forever mm-hmm. i'm assuming um but whatever they escape from there to the planet that jar jar binks is on naboo they're down in yeah they go to naboo um they go to they naboo and they're like and running with jar jar yeah like, they're they, with jar jar they, they run into him one. he's instantly the worst character i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> Like, not for one second did I like him, and he is for sure just like a, supposed to be like a a black guy from the Caribbean. It's pretty inappropriate. Yeah, but like like this, like sort of slave culture type of yeah, deal. Yeah, like, didn't like it. 
Misa Misa stuff. Uh, bad, bad choices. I mean, we don't really need to expound on that. Everybody gets that was a huge mistake. Yeah. Um, and the, the poor guy that voiced it, uh, just like a young black actor that thought he got the chance of a lifetime, was like driven to almost kill himself. Like imagine the hate, which imagine is so stupid. If social media had existed in 99, like, like it that, does now, like that guy would have been just maligned to the point like you said. I mean, it was bad enough. Yeah. It's almost like Tr- Star Wars fans life. Right. bully uh, minority actors and actresses. Weird. Mm. Wow. Some things don't change, do I don't they? Like Rose. That. Star Wars fans, come on, be better. Yeah, they're not great people. No. Oh, well, okay. Let's. There's a lot of. There's. It's a toxic fandom overall. I would say more okay. so than okay. others. Okay. Yeah. That's, the bad, and we'll move on. The bad ones are really bad. And we're big fans. I just don't think we're like you know that level of fandom where no. we you know. I would never message Kelly Tran and be like, "You ruined the Last Jedi," <laughs> you know, or whatever. Like, <laughs> Like, who would? What is yeah. a psycho? I'd slip aside in the DMs, but for positive things. So, pretty much, I would say, pretty much, <laughs> they they link up with, with Jar Jar. They go to Jar Jar's people. And and they, they linked up with Jar Jar and, like, followed him because, like, this is the will of the Force. Like, well... Yeah, they kind of just went with it. Yeah. I mean, they didn't know what the hell they were doing, and they just... Oh, there's a city? Okay, let's go with this they guy. They saved Jar Jar's life by taking him with. We'll skip the whole negotiations with his people. And then they get into, like, this weird, like, underwater ship. And then they have, like, three or four escapes from giant animals trying to eat them. The fish kept getting bigger. And and I have to say that Qui-Gon, like, was distractingly calm. Yeah. Oh, you thought he was too calm? Yeah, like, I, I kept being like, dude, can you just, like, at least turn around? Like, come on, man. He doesn't even care that the giant... Um. I'll just you're gonna use this opportunity to point out most of my favorite meme formats are from the prequels, mm-hmm. and it's just they're playing the hits when you're watching these movies. Every fucking three to five minutes, you're getting a classic format, in- including that one. There's always a bigger fish, yeah. you know. And the next one has like you know I, I wrote down a bunch of them. Um, how about like the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. There's always a bigger fish. This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. You know, <laughs> there's just we'll watch your career with great interest. Just all these classic me moments. So uh, eventually they they meet up with um, Queen, Amidala. Queen Amidala and company. And right, with they, the bait and switch thing, which was cool. Yes, yeah, so they get there and they're like under attack, right, by the Trade Federation, like army, droid I don't army. know if they're like under attack, but like they're being invaded where they can't really do anything. It's like an embargo. So there's ships controlling everything, but there's not, you know, troops on the ground at that moment. Not yet. yet. Yeah. And so they try to get, they get her out of there quickly and they land on, what's the planet they land on with little Anakin? Um, Tatooine. Tatooine. Yeah, of course. They go to Tatooine, which is the only place they can land because their ship is damaged. The hyperdrive is damaged. The hyperdrive is damaged. They go to Tatooine and this is where the movie really goes off the tracks for a while. This is where they were (laughs) trying. They're there for a long time. They're trying to tell this great story here, but every part of it is so bad on this planet that nothing was charming, nothing was well-written. The kid is such a bad actor that every scene he's in, it's like a 90s movie. Like, he's just like, oh my god, guys, holy cow, I'm the best razor in the galaxy. And I'm like, oh, like, who let that get through? How did we cast this kid? He can't act. It's really, really... He's in prison now, so... Acting has never been a barricade for George Lucas He's in prison? (laughs) Yeah, that guy is is in a rough, rough spot. Really? Probably because he was bullied since he was a kid yeah. for starring in The Phantom Menace with your taste. And you're continually they like, we don't care. bullying him right now. Yeah, they were like, we don't care if you're white. We'll bully you too because you're a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No exceptions. Uh, so they go there, and it turns into this whole thing. Qui-Gon, super calm guy. He, you know, starts betting with everybody else's stuff. Yeah. He's pretty much like, yeah, I'll bet this kid and his mom's future. Sure. Uh, yeah, well, sure. I'll, I'll... If they lost, they were just status quo and if they won one of them would be free he i mean it was the kids racer his the the thing he'd built yeah yeah he starts just bit just betting everything he's got like a betting problem uh <laughs> mcgonagall mcgallion's yeah, almost like he, he's he is like in deep here with it um i don't know was there anything that you liked about them being on tatooine um no in fact some of the stuff that really <laughs> stuck out no i mean for them to make the decision to do some of the worst decisions in Star Wars happened in these scenes. Um, the Immaculate Conception, I thought, was so weird. He doesn't have a father. I can't explain it. I just carried him and gave birth to him. Okay, that was weird. Um, and then, it, well, like, also- the midichlorians happened there, and I just don't... Ag- I still don't agree with that. I remember even at the time when I was a kid, and I was, like, so into all of it, and, and wouldn't have really picked up, and I'm like, well, that's weird to kind of take this, like, fun, mystical force thing and just sort of boil it down to like we can do a blood test for it microorganisms what yeah. a yeah what a strange because it was, choice it was all about like especially with the uh original three four five and six it was all about like this mystical like force of being and your feelings it's and like within a yourself spiritual thing not a scientific and now they're thing. like yeah your blood's not good enough you're not a jedi or like dude yeah your shit's off the charts yeah we're bringing you in yeah and the back and forth um, from Yoda and all that stuff on should we train him, should we not? I thought it was a little tedious, although I, I can see you why skipped it's... It, You skipped ahead here a little bit on Eric. Yeah, I guess. I mean, let's just let Eric keep running with it. Um, so they get into this like whole pod racing thing that is pretty bad. Like, I thought I, it was fun and exciting. It's I also incre- it. like, why would you even pod race? It's incredibly dangerous. It takes forever. <laughs> He's the only human who can pod race. Uh, like the repairs on the fly was the worst part for me. Oh. Yeah. Where this thing like, is going a million miles an hour, and he's, like, fixing things by, like, just flipping reaching buttons. a stick. Yeah. He's, like, reaching a stick out to grab this tube. and Like yeah. the thing your grandma uses it. to get the cereal off <laughs> yeah. the top of the fridge. He's, like, repairing. <laughs> that was that was really bad. I thought the pod racing would have been... Why didn't he just use the Force? I mean, they said that he had abilities. Like, just right there. Have him, like, like grab it and be like, oh. Was that always, the, like, and he's like, I've always been able to do that. That yeah, been way better. Instead, yeah. he's fixing things on the fly. It's really terrible. The pod race takes like half an hour because he keeps he keeps breaking time. down. His he's like, I built it myself. Well, kid, you're a shitty mechanic. Is that thing <laughs> fell apart like eight times? Yeah, it, it was like smoking, and I don't know. Would like, start, and then the thing just yeah. I, and they go so fast. There's no way he would have caught up. Not right. in a million years. Yeah, I just think the whole thing was not staged super well. I mean. I didn't hate it. I thought it was kind of fun. I thought it was fun to see, uh, you know, Boba, well, not Boba Fett. Who's the big fat fuck? Jabba the Hutt. Jabba up there. You know, they they name dropped the Huts multiple times. Um, I think it still sort of worked, but in general, some of the weakest Star Wars they've ever put to film happened on this planet. But then, okay, so you asked, was there any good things that happened on Tatooine? And the answer is yes. And it was as they were trying to leave. When Maul shows up. When Darth Maul shows oh, up. Oh, yeah. That Literally was just to run his ass over. <sighs> Darth Maul is... The second most overrated character in the history of Star Wars, but that doesn't mean he still isn't sweet because he's still he is pretty cool. He is cool, and his fighting is great. Um, the problem is, is that they definitely prioritized being an acrobat more than an actor. Um, for his character, which was yeah. cool in the fight scenes, but was meant that the acting was was pretty much nothing. Um, and so he only speaks like twice the whole time. I actually, for a long time, I thought he never spoke, and Me people too. would be like, "No, he has lines." I'm like, "He, he does." Yeah, he speaks. 
He's like, you know, he says to the master, we've we've waited so long for revenge. And I'm like, what? That was so out of the blue, and I still don't really get it. It's been a thousand years since the Sith, Sith have been around, which they did explain, a millennium, whatever. Um, well, who are they getting revenge on? Nobody. I don't, I don't think they're ever going to come back to that line. Nobody that's alive today. No. I mean, no, I, I don't think that there was any thing that he adds with his acting and that's my only my only complaint okay that's he fair. looks freaking cool though and like his fighting is awesome and when the he showed up yeah the double-edged yeah, saber dude yeah when he showed up the first time i was like this is awesome mm-hmm. like this is great um so whatever they get back to the coruscant what's there isn't that coruscant where, is the, the jedi temple yeah and all so that they, stuff. they get there that's where like it's the big it's like one big city and that's where the senate Republic can i just is. tell you that i don't like yoda I don't like not any, a fun character at all in, in these in, movies. In any movie, no, no, just in any movie. He's like just, he was so fun and goofy. Like he had such a great sense of humor in Empire. When, in Empire, yeah, because like, he's like a muppet. Well, right, it was fun. And it was now funny he's and like it, a fucking jackass. He's just like a mean, serious guy who's so unsure of everything. He's always like, well, except, he's like that guy in in a, in a work meeting that's like. Well, I don't know if this is a good idea, guys. And I'm like, well, do you have a better idea? And then it'll be like, well, no, but I just don't feel great about it. It's like, okay, let's continue on then. Well, let's just do it, even though you're going to bitch about it. He's also like super rigid about yeah. certain stuff. Like there's the hill he's going to die on. He's too old to begin the training. Dude, eventually he trained Luke when he was like 30. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like the kid is like six. I know. Like, okay, that's fine. Like, and if he was supposed to be like 13, well, he was way young looking. I mean, he l- really yeah, looked like yeah. six or seven years old to be doing this, which is another weird thing for him to have scenes with Padme when you know like he's already crushing on her and they're eventually going to like make babies together. I didn't like that. Yeah. I didn't like that. That Like, did they have to have the actor be like, you know. So young. She's an angel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The, his first line is, are you an angel? You're like, dude. Uh, mm, I don't like it. That's like your baby. You know, when you're like your babysitter. I kind of felt bad for Natalie Portman in this. Having to do these scenes. Because I was like, dude, why? Why didn't they just make him like closer to her age here? Like, it would have been, the movie would have been better. So right, right. I didn't like that. Um, I thought they kind of blew that badly. Um, but anyways. They get to the Jedi Temple. Yoda's a dickhead. How do they get back to the place with where Padme needs to be? So she just insists on coming back. So she wants to For go back people to... people who are dying, supposedly. So there's really only three planets in this, which I did kind of appreciate, even though they kept it's still small, hard to but... keep track of. I mean, so they go, you know, Naboo, Tatooine, Coruscant... To Naboo for the finale. So now they're back. But Naboo is far enough away from, or sorry, Coruscant is far enough away from Tatooine that they have to have a hyperdrive to get right. there. So it is still like kind of a long distance. It is far away. Yeah, yeah. But it's a jetpack. Like it doesn't matter. They, they so hyperdrive, baby. Love it. They needed I that in Game of Thrones. Hated back on her planet. Okay. When they get uh, back. Whoa. How about when they're fighting with the guns and stuff? Mm-hmm. They get trapped by the, the robot army or whatever. Right. And then they shoot out the windows. They climb out on the windowsill. And then they shoot these, like, <laughs> grappling hook guns. They all hold on to the gun above their head. Yeah. And then pull themselves up multiple floors. <laughs> what? <laughs> what strength that would take. Even fucking Batman doesn't do that. Batman hooks it to Who's his belt? fucking belt. These people just reached their hands up, held a fucking gun above their head, and got pulled up with all their body weight hanging slowly multiple floors not a struggle amongst them and landed like perfectly at the right height to get their feet on the windowsill three floors up yeah i just i was just dumbfounded by whoever came up with that right like who who batman (laughs) wouldn't your boy george george lucas did that yeah batman would never they held it like they were holding just a gun too well batman also has like an extra 150 pounds of gear 
So there were some big dudes with her, and they just all I know. I'm just, they I, all went up at the same time. It was crazy. Just throwing ideas out yeah. there. So there was a lot. Of, I mean, you could if you're gonna pick that apart, and you're not gonna pick up like when well, you're gonna get to it. Jar Jar with his just like oh, the bumbly fumbling and falling like it's like a. Not an actual movie. Jaja, ja, throw me the boomba. Yeah, you're like oh, boomba uh, or the boomer, uh, the boomer, the boomer. Wow, I mean, it, that was all like just cringe factor. Him on, however, the, on however. the tanks with it swinging around, yeah, yeah. And, like knocking things off, and, like, and they instantly make him a general. Like when they hate him, then they make yeah. him a general, and he's in charge of like strategic military decisions, like shields up, shields down. Not a great idea. However, let's just so since we're getting into the battle scenes, mm-hmm. I thought. And I thought it was still like visually cool. Two things: the the big shield around the Gungans, like with the the like elephants or whatever, like the big things that they had. Yep. And then when the droid army was deployed out into the field. Yep. And like how they had that like sort they of they like, unfold. There was a lot of great character designs in this. I mean, I don't think there was a problem with that. Like, I thought that was. I, I thought I Padme think... looked cool every single time. Although they ripped Japanese culture for that too. Um, the geisha stuff. The geisha yeah. stuff. But I mean, she looked cool. Everything looked great. Yeah, it, it, the problem was, you know, also, the just super silly writing. What kind of piece of shit shield do they have that it can deflect laser beams, but the droids can just walk right through it? Right, yeah. right, right. Okay, so <laughs> here's like, another oh. thing that I thought about a lot. Okay, so I mean, I obviously know the story. I've watched this many times. I know what's going to happen. You can't tell me it wasn't obvious that Palpatine was the Emperor. It was yeah. very obvious. Like, the whole time I was like, dude, everyone watching this for the first time knows it's the same yeah. person. Yeah, no, I think that was intentional. I but then it's it. it's hard Why? for the audience just to understand right away and get it because it's obvious, but then all the characters around are totally oblivious and, uh. you know, especially when he's like, well, you could make a play for power and just, you know, vote, do a vote of no confidence and then I would be the, the you know, Emperor. It's like, it's kind of obvious, bro. Whoever the actor is, is... Is a two out of ten. Yeah, it was so poorly cast. He's such a goofball. Like, why is he so fucking goofy? Well, it's his, well, it is the same well, be, guy that played him back in the day, right? Yeah, right. So he was playing, you know, the emperor in the original trilogy, and then was forced to go play like a younger dude, mm-hmm. even though he was twenty years older. Right, I, twenty I years older, and was like. Literally, was supposed to be like, hey, can you be creepy? And we see half your face with heavy makeup. And then they're like, okay, now be like this super likable, amicable senator that would be like a realistic person that, that would be, you know, in charge of. That's just a poor creative decision. <sighs> there was a lot of that. I, I just can't wait till we get to later in the series. I believe it's the third movie when he fights against um, Mace Yoda? Windu. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mace Windu and is Yoda. The wor- is the worst scene in all of Star Wars and like one of the worst scenes in When he gets scarred? Yeah. The whole laughing and then... Limited power. Okay, we'll we'll leave it there, but it's bad. Well, um, we'll get to it. Three, so, two weeks. I don't remember how. I don't even know how at this point. Oh, they get ambushed, right? Again. They get ambushed yeah. again. And this time, Anakin, they are like, just go sit in a fighter jet or <laughs> ship yeah. or whatever, you know? Like, go hop in there. You'll be safe. And then he's like, whoa, what do these buttons do? Oh, no. The, <laughs> the ship, it's, I can't stop it. Oh, here it is. And he's like telling you, he's like commentating on what he's, he's talking doing. to r2 which is the the, yeah. the reason they have the the oh, droids crap. in there it's gonna crash oh my gosh up oh, no here we go here are the guns flip 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 he knows every switch in the whole thing he starts shooting all the robots and then he's just like oh we're going out into space and then he like is a master pilot and he blows the entire he kills as a young child kills thousands of people in that <laughs> giant trade ship so he's off to a strong start darth maul shows up 
Which I was like, so so here's here's my take about this. All of the everything else that we've just talked about was fluff to get to this fight scene. Mm-hmm. Everything else is really irrelevant, and George just wanted to have an epic lightsaber battle between Obi Wan, Qui Gon, and Darth Maul, and he got it, and it it delivered. I mean, the music was incredible. I loved the way I loved those uh, force fields. Like, how cool was that? How how smart was that to like do some pacing in there? Those partitions to yeah. like slow it down a little bit. Yeah, I loved it. I, so they they yeah. they instantly hop into a battle two on one, and it's he just has the one saber out right. Right away, yeah. He has the one, and then he steps back as they're kind of like getting the better of him, and then throws out the backside of it. Pretty sweet. And that was like a cheer in the theater moment. Yeah, yeah. And it, I sick. almost cheered at my house. Yeah. yeah. So he throws that out, and then I'm like, "All right, here yeah. we go. This is going to be awesome." Right. They get off to this insane fight. They're jumping from platforms. It, it looks so perfect. Like, like I said, they picked a guy who was going to be an acrobat more than he's an, actor. an athlete not an actor and yeah. he's he is incredible in this in the scenes i mean this isn't even like cg stuff like he's just flipping all over the place it is insane what yeah. he is doing um eventually he knocks uh obi-wan obi-wan off the edge and a little too much of this this is the only part in the fight scene a lot of like falling off and then like hanging on to the edge of things for too long for too long that was a that was a big piece of this so he he falls off and he's hanging on to the edge like a, a whole thing below right and then um qui-gon's fighting him one-on-one he kicks darth Maul no off. no no that's incorrect so what happened was was obi-wan was trapped behind the partition No, before that oh. he gets kicked off and he's hanging on the edge but he still has his lightsaber and he's hanging on the edge and it's one-on-one up top oh okay and then I see what he you're saying. kicks darth maul down and darth maul gets kind of hurt hops right back up they start fighting and then they run towards the partition things yeah. as obi-wan saves himself jumps up behind them tries to get back in the battle and then they get stuck in there and yeah. he's yeah, okay. he's kept out i thought you were i thought we were past the partitions no, no. and we were in the little circle room. and so Sorry. it gets into that and these yeah. laser partitions which have no purpose at all other than being a fucking cool part for Plot a twist yeah yeah. were awesome and them fighting in them and him not being able to get there was so great and then when they all got separated was i was like this is electric right mm-hmm. i know and then i mean the one thing i'll complain a little bit about is it like the 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 speed of the lightsaber battle was amazing like they were so fast they're bang bang bing bing but then the kill shots are always like <sighs> like they yeah. really take their time like if anything it should be like ding 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 ding, ding. oh See, the shit he's dead i, I kind of liked it because he like hit him in the face yeah he like he like got him stunned him like pretty much like cross-checked him in the face yep and then stabbed yep. him when he was no off i thought guard. it was cool it sucks 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 that that qui-gon is gone that quickly loved him as a character and he got half a movie or three quarters of a movie and that's it ever i think it'd be really cool to bring him back for a like a disney plus show um yeah they might do it at which some i think point. would be fun to get that story it's but a lot but older now but. it was also cool though to like build that rivalry between um uh obi-wan and darth maul right um as which soon as the partition we drops and obi-wan runs in there that was some of the best lightsaber i mean it was so fast when when obi-wan does the block in the front and then over his up over his back to block the back incredible it was so fast it was so well choreographed um i loved it it really just kind of peak star wars some of the best star wars in any movie ever was what we're, we're seeing here and then uh, he gets knocked into the pit of despair he falls again <laughs> loses his lightsaber this time well Hangs yeah he, he lost it but thing. then uh maul kicked it 
into oh, yeah. the... And then Maul's doing the thing where he's, like, slashing the sides of it. And I was like, well, this shit is over, except for the fact that he's going to do some stupid too athletic flip. move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he pulls himself up from about 10 feet down on a pole, flips up through the air over the top, force grabs the other lightsaber. Qui-Gon's cuts, lightsaber Qui-Gon's, cuts his ass in half. And then cuts him in half. And the cut in half was kind of sick. Let's, let's yeah, when serious. he falls down and then he separates, like, af- yeah. I mean, dude, what a moment. Great moment. And, that and then an- that's that w- it. That was and, another cheer in the And by the way... Moment. At this time, this was the end of Darth Maul. We know since then they wrote the Clone Wars and brought him back with robot legs. Okay, that's cool. Um, in my mind, he's still dead. That was the end of him. Um, he's pretty good in the Clone Wars. Like, yeah, he's, I know. He's pretty good in Clone Wars. He's a Wars. good part. He's an important part, but... Uh... I mean, it was just like, he didn't appear it? in the next movie, did he? I mean... How easy is it to survive falling into one of these, like, endless pits? <laughs> yeah. Luke just jumped off. Luke and he did li- it. he lived. Luke did it. Emperor did it, eventually. Right. Apparently, after these being electric. These pits mean nothing. They're nothing. Maul um, survives. Uh, like Boba Fett survives. A Sarlacc, a Sarlacc pit. pit, sure. Yeah, yeah the, there you go. Another pit. It's almost as big of a trope as, uh, as like getting your hand cut off. You, you fall into a pit in Star Wars, your odds of survival are like 95%. It's mm-hmm. actually greater than if you don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, were you killed? Did you fall into a pit? You lived. You're you fine. Lived. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So this movie overall, let's rate it. I, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad i would give it a rotten i would give it a, a a 37 and if i didn't know that there was a lot of good to come like if this was the first movie i watched in star wars i wouldn't continue yeah i don't know but you gotta you gotta think about like 1999 too and mm-hmm. i you gotta give it a little bit of rope on that because they're they weren't making very like great movies at that time. It looked cool, but it sometimes. Yeah, but like we just watched Mission Impossible one from like four years before that, which was fucking great. Yeah. And then we watched this one, and I was like, God, bad writing, bad acting. It looked cool, and like the problem is, is that and kind j- of a bad story. Yeah, like the problem is, is that at this time they were they were coming up with new technology and how to make movies, and Lucas is at the forefront of that. And so for the, him being a pioneer in what we do with CG and how we can make movies, it's incredible. A plus, it's, it's A plus so on that Im- regard. Yeah, it's yeah. so important. Mm-hmm. But they did that um, with hurting the story in the movie. They left everything else behind. Yeah. I and mean, it was so obvious that these actors were in their robes and in a, just a room. A blue in screen. A green screen. Yeah. They they didn't build a set for this shit. All they built was stair, green stairs so yeah. they could paint over it with the texture of futuristic stone yeah, or whatever. It just, it just was, that was a problem yeah. to me. Um, I, I know that this is headed in the right direction and that's why it's going to be fun to do Star Wars, but all Star Wars isn't good and this wasn't good. And so as much as... Bite your tongue, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I I'm going to give re- it a very different okay. score than you do. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a 73. Um, I liked it for a lot of the reasons we talked about. Like, it has big moments. Yeah, there's a lot of cringe there, but so, so do a lot of movies from that time. And um, I I, genu- I I enjoyed it overall. I enjoy watching these movies. I've seen it a, a bunch of times. I wouldn't have seen it. This wouldn't have been the 10th time I've seen it if I didn't like something about it. Right. Yeah, I would say I'm going to go a little bit lower than you. I think we're right to pan the bad, but like the good parts were really good and really yeah. enjoyable. Anytime Jar Jar wasn't on screen, it was usually like, it was pretty decent. Both Jedi were fantastic. Padme was great. Um, there's a lot of lot of stuff to like about it too. Yeah, I'm going to go 65. And I think, I think us kind of splitting the difference there, maybe Jimbo and I are just a little bit more optimistic and forgiving oh, yeah. in a way, um, where Eric is just, he's Yoda in movie reviews yeah. where he's a dickhead and <laughs> rigid and doesn't bend the rules. And, I'm sorry, yeah. what was your score? What did I say? 
73. Check the tape. 73. What'd you say? 65. 65 and a 37. Averages out to like average. a 50. We gave it a 58. That's I fine. think that's fine. I think that's fair. I think that's right on the money. Uh, right, right where it should be. <laughs> I think it is right and on I'm the money. And I'm glad I brought that up a couple points. And I think you need to post that we gave it a 58 and we need people to send us their scores. Okay. I like that. So I we gave it a 58. What did you think of it? Give us your score, your Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't, I didn't not have a good time, right? Right. Watching it. I, I knew all of the bad things that were coming and I was prepared for them. So I was okay with most of it. And as far as uh, the next movie, this is Attack of the Clones is coming up. I think it's considered to be the worst. I think it has probably, like if you look up Rotten Tomato scores, I think it's the lowest out of all, any of them. Um, all but because I, of the sand. I think it had a couple of great moments in it and I'm excited to watch it. And I also think it's like, I remember watching it before and being like, wow, this plot is not only really boring, but it's very convoluted. And I'm hoping that through this rewatch, I can actually finally understand, like I did with Lord of the Rings. Like, gain some clarity. During the rewatch, I, f- I finally got the full plot, you know? Um, and you have reason to want to because you're going to watch the fucking next one. You know you are. Right. So you, wanna, you don't want to miss anything. So I'm excited to like finally maybe understand the second movie and um, we get Grievous in this one, right? General Grievous. I mean, I loved Grievous. I love Dooku. Like, there's some cool stuff. Dooku in this one. and Grievous are cool. Yeah. I, I actually like this movie more than the first one. By, well, by we'll oh wait, do we get Grievous in this one or the third one? I think well, we get him he's in both. In both, I think. I know Grievous is absolutely in. The, maybe Grievous is actually only. I in think the Dooku, th- I think he's only in the third one. Dooku is for sure the main villain of this one. Yeah, this this is the one where we we go to the you know the Geonosis Geonosis with the clone yeah. army. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, guys, uh, watch with us. Summer of Star Wars continues with Attack of the Clones. Can't wait to get into that. Let us know what your score was for the first uh, Star Wars rewatch. Uh, until then, though, this is all the time we have for this episode. We have another sports cast coming up for you later this week. Um, but thank you guys for being back with us. We're here in person. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have so much great, better. Another great episode for you guys. Until then, thanks for listening to the Nordies Podcast. Podcast.